Give me the intro. Okay, so babe, I'm thinking we get you playing that, and then it could be a nice intro since we're doing Civil War, you know? No, babe, it's Captain America. Oh, fuck! Podcast land, internet world. That's not our. Intro. What what do we what do we call them now? It's been so long. Hi, we're home viewing. The podcast Wait, where we. No, hold on. Hi, this is home viewing. I'm Bethany. I'm John. And this is a podcast where we talk about movies. I don't know what your spiel is. <laughs> yeah, usually it's a it's a podcast where we watch all the movies that we own. Yay! Yay! Do we not have a spiel? Not real. We don't have a tagline. We don't have like an efficient tagline. Oh no! Like, no wonder we don't have any listeners. Oh yeah, <laughs> you get more of those. Hey everybody, review us on iTunes. It's the end of the friends. episode already. Invite your friends, friends. Exactly. Uh, so we had a nice long holiday break. Um, Oof. Yeah, it was the holidays. We watched Elf. It was fun. Mm-hmm. And after getting back from the holidays, I'm not sure. Did we watch this movie in 2000? 18 or 2019? I don't know. It's been a little bit. I think bit. it was 2018. Um, we watched Captain America Civil War. A movie that is not about the 1860s. In America. A movie that barely... That even, would have been a better movie, honestly. A movie that barely even takes place in America. I feel like there are like three or four scenes set yeah, in the US. Yeah, Berlin. Berlin. Did they Budapest, just have in this one? Um, or no? They go to Austria. They go they to... Do? Yeah, no, they they're in, in Vienna. Oh, they're in Vienna. They're in London. They didn't show any of Vienna. Yeah, you know, for a, a movie about Captain America... None of it. ...is really about America. No museum. It's more about the ideal... No soccer torted. <sighs> it's, it's more about the it's idea sad. of what Captain America stands for, <clears throat> which is kind of interesting. That's kind of stupid. Uh, I don't think it's that stupid, because that's kind of what every Captain America movie is about. Like, that's the first, first one's his origin, Winter Soldier, which we covered in detail... Is about like reckoning with what it means to be captain of America in the modern age, but okay. But let me tell you, this movie's not about you, Steve. If um, your little friend Iron Man's on the same cover poster, <sighs> yeah, that's it's not, it's not about you. I mean, it's an Avengers. Usually, movie. we go with what worked instead of what. No, it didn't work. The whole movie. <sighs> Bethany doesn't like this film. This movie sucks. There are parts of it that you that's, like. That's been a good episode, everyone. I mean, I don't think we're ready to go home yet. I'm, I'm not ready to play us out. We're already home. <laughs> Alright, so what did you like about it? I mean, it's honestly kind of hard to... S- I mean, this movie is a setup movie, is what yeah. it is. What? It, it's, it, it both brings together a lot of the threads that they'd been laying down throughout the other movies and sets up future threads for the next Avengers movies and the next franchise. Yeah, well, like well. I said, I had a way better time watching it after I'd already seen all the other movies that before, like, after that it came, came after out. It because you can well, it's it. like, so how are you supposed to enjoy the movie if you don't understand what's about to happen? Because it has, like, 
not as much meaning. Well, I mean, this is the comic book problem, isn't it? This is the pro- when mm, we not the comic books that I read. But okay, but like <laughs> this is the problem if you're reading like mainstream superhero comics, and this is kind of the worst kind of crossover when you think about it. It's supposed to be centered around like one character, really, but at the same time, it's still very much involving everybody, and it's like. I really wanted the third Captain America movie to be primarily about Captain America, you know? That was too much to ask for. I mean, sure, the concept of Civil War sounded great, but they give it almost... They, they give Iron Man too much time. It's they give everyone... And Black Widow, and... I mean, Even though I like Black Widow. Black Widow's like... Not, but only she's because like she's the only, the only reason I like her is because she's the only female character besides Scarlet Witch. Who barely has a plot line other than yeah, no, I messed up, yeah. you know? Which I, you know, watching the newer movie, I forgot that they didn't like her. Like, she's so, like, instrumental and, like, effective in the newer one mm-hmm. that I didn't realize that she was, like, I mean, well, but she was basically a, like, a prisoner of war, right? In the, yeah. the first one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I forgot all about that stuff because, like, they actually did a good job with her character in the newer one. Yeah, well, I mean, they gave her, like, a plot line and motivation other, other than... Oh, look, I accidentally killed civilians, you know? That, that, and you know... This movie's so frustrating! So friggin' frustrating! I didn't want to blow out the mic. I didn't, I had to walk away. So, so we stood by the door, which is 15 feet away, maybe? I mean, it... It's some distance. <laughs> uh, it's it is really frustrating though, because you can see like the seams of a good movie trying to break out, and I feel like you see that a lot in the choreography of the action sequences. So this is the, something interesting. They had a uh, Chad Stahelski and uh, what's the, what's Ooh. the name of the other guy? They had the John Wick team directing the second unit stuff. Oh man. So, like, a lot of the action... The professionals. Sequ- yeah. A lot of the action sequences... <laughs> Do we have John Wick? We have John Wick 2. We can- oh, no. We need to get the other one. We need a double feature. We need a double feature. Do the do both John Wicks? See, everyone that listens to this podcast probably thinks that I don't like action movies. It's not, not true. A truth. You like good I action like good, movies. I like good, yeah. Like John Wick. Avengers, bad action movies. Save Infinity War. S- Infinity War, barely an action movie. Maybe that's why More I like it. More of an adventure it. movie. But John anyway. Wick is like solidly an action. Have you seen The Matrix? You've seen The yeah. Matrix. Yeah, a long time ago. I, I think you would enjoy it still. I think it's. Mm. Uh, questionable. Questionable. Uh, Keanu is much better in John Wick than he is in The Matrix, though he's good in The Matrix. <sighs> Favorite Keanu role? Point break. <laughs> Point break. Yeah, no, that's, that's the only answer. Yeah, that's isn't the only it? answer. Actually, there's probably so many that I'm not even thinking of. Either point break or like Bill and Ted. I like how we made it to Keanu, even though he's not in this movie. <sighs> he's great. Well, I mean, Keanu's influence is felt on this movie in the fight scenes. If, Dude, not, he would have been such a good Avenger. Like, <sighs> he would have. What if Keanu had been the Punisher? What if we just invent a cat called Keanu Cat? So Keanu. So the the movie Keanu starring Key and Peele. That was a great movie. And, oh, it was a good movie. Luis Guzman's in it. And that was a good movie not having seen what it was parodying. Even seen like John Wick and other stuff like that. Okay. What, what, What worked for you in this movie? 
Um, Steve still fighting after his love. Um, Bucky. Oh, so we're we're not we're not dropping the Stucky thread here, are no, we? No, 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 forever. Forever. They're meant to be together. Mm. T'Challa is introduced in this movie, and the concept of Wakanda, other than, well, I mean, they bring but, up Wakanda. Uh, in... He's see, this is even more interesting to watch after Black Panther when you see how like he kind of evolves and becomes a controlled and like true like diplomat of Wakanda but here he's kind of still this like spoiled prince who just had this tragedy like thrust upon him but I mean that's kind of his character arc in the movie is he learns what it takes to be like a good man and not go seeking wanton revenge which is what which makes I think his character arc in Black Panther more interesting because he decides not to go for the easy revenge and not to just kill Claw which is kind of what sets off he wants to do this whole time in Infinity Wars he wants to kill Bucky for doing that thing that he didn't even do yeah but who who, we are led to believe know. that he did. Yeah. Well, I knew he didn't do it. Yeah, we all knew that he did. We didn't. all knew he didn't do it, except for T'Challa. Well, and Tony, until the the end of it. But I do have to say, Tom Holland's performance as, like, Baby Spider-Boy. Spider-Man? Yeah. Was pee, was pee good. Yeah. I'm impressed. Well, did you hear... Have you heard the story about how he did, like, the screen test with um, with the cast? And he, and in the, um, in the script, it says... Spider-Man flips onto the scene, and Tom Holland was like, so do you want me to flip on the scene? And Chris Evans was like, yeah, sure, kid. Just do a flip. And, and he, then did. he did. He actually did, because he's a trained like, <laughs> gymnast and dancer, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, the Spider-Man stuff is good, other than the fact that it's, you know, Iron Man putting a child in harm's way. But, you know, that, there's been other discourse about that. I don't really want to talk. It's Well, it's just like... Well, you know, no, I brought it up when we were watching it. Here's the thing. This is, like, motivated by him being approached by a woman who lost her son in in Sokovia. So, so naturally, how is the you pull another child and almost a, get yeah, it killed. Yeah, pull another kid in, into a situation where he might get killed. I mean, that's the other thing, too. No one is trying to kill anybody in those fights. No. Which but is, it's possible. I mean, which is, you know, they're superheroes, so sure. But also... It's it's they kind of drive that home with the uh, when uh, Scarlet Witch takes out Black Widow and says to Hawkeye, "You are pulling your punches," you know. You know what I wish there had been more of in this movie, actually. My man, Scott Lang. Who's that? Ant Man. No. Yes, no. I love Paul Rudd as Ant Man. Uh, He's so much fun. Ant Man one like too was silly. fun. I haven't seen Ant Man two. He's fun. He's fun. I like him. I thought him interacting with everybody was really funny. I'm looking forward to seeing more of him in Infinity War. I need to see Ant-Man and the Wasp, obviously. But I'm looking forward to seeing him in... Well, Endgame. It's not called Infinity War Part 2 anymore. It's called Endgame Endgame, now. first string. T-Swift plays Cap. As as our friends love to say, the <laughs> devil works hard. Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift works, works harder. So does Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A works harder? Yeah. How does Chick-fil-A work? Have you not seen the other memes going around? No, I haven't. It's like... <laughs> well, it's probably not a group of podcasts. But <laughs> this, it's like a little thing where it's like, and your total is uh, five sixty nine, but the cashier drops it to 62 and gives me a free drink so that... And it's like, the devil works hard, but Chick-fil-A works harder. Wow. Yeah, something, it's really dumb. That is ridiculous. You can cut that. But <laughs> um, huh. I don't know. I... See, there's so many little parts of this movie that are like, I feel like Zemo is like finally a villain that Zemo? has... Zemo? Is that his name? Yeah. 
Based on a villain that was cool. just, you know, a Hydra puppet in the comic books. But he finally, like, has, like, a really good motivation. And, like, I don't know. I like it at the end that he really does achieve his goals. This is, a this is objectively speaking, the first... The villain does? Uh, yeah. A Marvel By movie tearing them the apart? Wins. He tears them apart and, like... Does he really, though? He does, though, because the, the Avengers, like, doesn't function anymore as a result. Well, it wasn't a great idea to begin with, TBH. Oh, what? You don't like the idea of, like, a par- essentially a paramilitary force of enhanced beings able to go wherever they want oh, to in the world? hmm. Strange. It's almost like it wouldn't be a great idea. So you're on the side of the Sokovia Accords. I've always been... We discussed this in the other movie that we watched, where I was like, well, those Hydra people, they might not be too far off. <laughs> I mean, granted. Granted, they're basically they're not... I'm not a Nazi. <laughs> but you see, the thing the thing to point out here, the thing to point out here is Oh no, this is going This isn't internet. something that could work in the real world though. This isn't something. And like it's stuff not. that works in comic books is never meant to work. And they put so many people regular people in danger just to save what? Well, it's just interesting when the Vision Other when people. uh when Vision actually brings up the point he was like more incidents like this have been happening since the Avengers showed themselves. Dude, they did Vision such a dirty in this movie, too. Did they? They made him suck. Yes. He doesn't suck in this yes, movie. Yes, he does. He's being so, like... He's, he is kind of being a puppet of Tony a little bit. Well, and he was so, like, demeaning to Scarlet Witch. What's he? Yeah, he's treating her like... She, she, they kept calling her, like, a kid when she's clearly, like, already, like, 18 or whatever. Like, I mean, that is a kid. But, like... She's, like, in her 20s. Yeah, she's, like, already in her 20s, but they're treating her like she's, like, 15. Listen, we all know, and this is this is something, when I, when I was in uh, theaters, because, you know, I have comic books knowledge, obviously. That's that's who cool. I am. But when I was in theaters when we first saw this movie, my favorite thing to do was to lean over, whenever Scarlet Witch and Vision interacted, my favorite thing to do was to lean over next to whoever I was sitting next to, which, in the first time I saw it was Bethany, the second time was my sister, and just say, hey, hey, she's gonna fuck the robot. Which, no idea with this movie context. Well, I mean, he does try to make her, like, paprikash and stuff like that. And, like, immediately goes to her side when she's hurt. And What is paprikash? I'm not sure. It's It's got to be just, some just sort some of, like, paprika. Eastern European <laughs> soup. No, no, no. Well, I think he just said the paprikash was just the word for paprika, I think. Mm, I don't know about but, that. Huh. Paprikash soup. Jacob paprikash. It's this popular dish of Hungarian origin. This is the most exciting part of this movie when they brought in Hungarian cuisine. Mm. <laughs> huh. I also like this. Really, like cemented the idea of Marvel getting Spider-Man. This movie did. Like this movie was works better as a springboard for everything else than it does as its own thing. It also works better as like a collection of fight scenes than it does as its own mm-hmm. cohesive platform. Now, I know the point that they're, they they try to lay down, like, some themes with the uh, funeral at the beginning. Like, the compromise where you can, but on the important things, don't. Stuff like that. Like, setting up Peggy as, like, this exemplar. Which, fair, but it's, I don't know, it brings up Cap as this paragon of idealism for his unwillingness to compromise on regulation. Which, side note, can we talk about how, like, the political messages that this sends? Oof. Like... Or wolf, like as our friends call it. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't love it. I don't, I don't love the idea. He's like, no, I have these powers, and I don't want them to be regulated or taken away from me. I want to do what I can. It's kind of some sovereign citizen kind of bullshit in it. 
mm-hmm. little bit li- libertarian. Like, mm. ugh. Like, very anti-government oversight. And, like, Vision makes a good point. Oversight would be helpful in some cases. And, like, I know in the world of the Avengers, it's the worst thing that can happen. And this is something that comic books play around with a lot. Like, the idea of superheroes and their powers as, like, metaphors for, like, individual rights and freedoms. That's something you see a lot Mm -hmm. in... You know, X-Men was basically an allegory for the civil rights movement in many ways. Well, I like X-Men. Where Xavier is, like... Because Martin Luther seemed, King and Magneto okay. is Malcolm X. But they were set up to fail from the get-go. Mm-hmm. And for a good reason, like, like, they knew they were not going to carry this through and be the supreme, like, they weren't trying to be superheroes, I feel like, in X-Men. Depends on the X-Men. But, I mean, a lot of it, a lot of, like, the, some of it, they are trying to save people and, like, save other people, but, and, and it really depends on who's writing it as well. But, I mean, this is the difference between the X-Men and the Avengers. The Avengers have always been, like, about protecting Earth. The X-Men have been about, like, mutant rights and sa- and existing under the threat of extermination. Which That's is true. what I think makes it's them different. a little more interesting. Yeah. Whereas, They're on the relatable. other hand, you've got... Avengers are so unrelatable. It's like, oh, yeah, of course I've lived for a hundred years. Well, I mean, this is what this is why I like Guardians powers. of the Galaxy better, honestly. Yeah, he just falls into his powers. Well, because he does, or he doesn't actually have powers, really. Oh, yeah. He kind of has them, but he... D- we're gonna we're gonna strike Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 from the canon. <laughs> uh, you heard it here first. <laughs> um, but they're all human. And they're not, they're not human. Like, they are obviously not all exactly humans. But they're human characters with flaws that they deal with. And, like, they're not... I mean, I just feel like they try to introduce that into the Avengers, but they they hold them try to hold themselves up as like we're the only ones who can do this. Whereas the Guardians are sort of like, no, we're here. We're gonna try and make our best of a situation. You know. Mm-hmm. <sighs> of course, like in the case of like T'Challa, he's got all that tech to back him up. He's got, you know, the heart shaped herb, all that stuff. Oh no. <sighs> this is this still is cooler. this is the first movie. That, like, really, it really hit me that I was like, oh, are superheroes maybe a bad thing? Like, not just for, like, cinema, but for, like, general. In general, yeah. In general. And, like, and like I, as I've said before on the show, I love the idea of superheroes as people who inspire the average human and, like, people to be better than they, than they can be normally like superheroes are all about inspiring potential and this is why we've always told stories about heroes about people who rise up to give service to the people to their family to their community this is why the monomyth exists essentially from the ease from the earliest stuff like orpheus and like basic myths and religions you have this sort of thing where people like sacrifice themselves for for the good of the people and like this one just feels so petty Mm-hmm. They have their own agenda. They're like not trying to really help anybody. Like I'm not. I have mixed feelings about Batman versus Superman, but even the <laughs> conflict in Batman versus Superman made more sense than the conflict here. You know? Oh man! We have, like, do we have that one? We have a digital oh. copy oh, of it. Oh man! We could do a bonus oh, episode. Oh man, we're doing it. God. It's amazing. <laughs> like, but like the initial conflict, like. Batman sees Superman as a threat to humanity. Superman sees Batman as a threat to justice. And, like, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. What it comes down to is 
hey, guess what? I don't want my stuff tied up in a committee. Hey, I think you should. Also, I made this happen without consulting you. And nothing in government happens that fast. We're in the middle of the longest shutdown ever over a stupid fucking wall. You think the UN could get a commission together <laughs> to have accords within like a week? That doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Like, ugh, it doesn't happen. It just does not happen. <sighs> cool. So nothing worked. <sighs> Spider-Man worked. Some some bits worked. T'Challa Spidey worked. worked. The a- the acting performances Steven were, were all worked. were all as good as acting performances yeah, in no, these can be. That's I thought Steve. I thought the final fight scene with Iron Man between Iron Man, Bucky, and Captain America so effectively choreographed. And even if like the emotions of this movie are so complex and complicated that they don't work all are the time. They? See, that's the thing. Well, are no, no, they no. They're not. They're not that complex. They aren't complex. I think. It's I like think a, I used the wrong word. There. I think it's no, but I think they're trying to make you feel that way. It's like a faux complexity. They're like, oh, look at all these things going on. It's like, no, no, no. One thing's happening. They're all being stupid. Yeah. We could solve this by just talking to each other, but we're not going to do that. I liked the flashback scenes with, like, the other Winter Soldiers and, like, all the, like, Cold War Russia stuff. And I liked... I liked the, um... Anything that, like, gives you more backstory. I generally mm-hmm. like in movies mm-hmm. like this. Which is why I think the flashback scenes in Black Panther were so effective, too, because they lent emotional weight to what was happening. But I feel like... Did someone else direct Black Panther, though? Yes, yeah. Ryan Coogler. I mean, I'm sure Black it all Panther. comes down to the writers this is, and the directors. This is the Russo brothers. Um, what? The Russo brothers. Yeah, the Russo brothers who did, and that's why it was so surprising to me that I was disappointed by this because they made Winter Soldier, which up until like Black Panther, basically, or maybe Guardians of the Galaxy, was basically the best like film in the Marvel canon, in my opinion. Um, it. Oh, but- Thor was really good. Thor was really good, and but and it was so cheesy. What it was meant to be cheesy because they hired a Shakespearean director to direct it. Kenneth Branagh is so much fun, and I love him. Man, and then Thor Ragnarok, that is. Thor Ragnarok is excellent. Thor: The Dark World is. Meh. I get why people love it, but still better than this movie. I don't know about that. I don't know if I would say it's better than this movie. Still better than this movie. Ugh. And you see, here's the thing. When we get to rating this, I don't know if I'm going to be able to give it below three stars because I do still enjoy it. I don't it know if I can give it any stars. Frustrates the it crap out of me. It might be the worst movie I've ever seen. It, it's not. It just frustrates the crap out of no, me. No, I'm trying to think what the worst movie I've ever seen is. Yeah, that's a hard question. Isn't it? Mm. Mm. There were. I feel like there were threads that they dropped in this movie that they didn't pick up all the way to, and that bugged me. Mm-hmm. Like, there's the uh, thing where. Uh, Natasha says the least you could do is recognize me and they're hinting at the entire because you know in the black the in the in the comics the Winter Soldier trained Black Widow like which is I love it's a detail that mm, I love maybe we but, need a Black Widow movie I mean they're working on it they're working on it Bethany they? just Bethany just looked at are her they? fake watch <laughs> are they really? no it got greenlit I'm pretty sure mm. We got Captain Marvel coming out in uh, oh March. you know you know which one could have come way before all these other movies which one? A Black Mo- Widow movie. Mm. Still a rumor. No, it, it's they're they're making it. It's in the face. Like one of them is the long-awaited Black Widow solo movie. Like it's been greenlit. <sighs> if 
there's not ballet, I'm gonna riot. I mean, Black Widow has always had, like, ballet in her backstory. Do you want Black Widow to be Red Sparrow, but better? Like, oh, yes, Red please. Sparrow, but You know, suck? Red Sparrow might have been the worst movie ever Actually, actually, I agree with you. I get- Although, I'm ex- I do, I am interested to watch it again whenever we get back around, because we bought it. I feel like if we look at it from the idea of, like, the psychosexual and stuff like that, it'll be interesting, but I just don't love movies that use rape as a catalyst yeah. for... Not yeah. Mm. Yeah, kind of like I'm. Ugh. Okay, so should we get around to rating this movie? Wait, is there anything else we can talk about? Um, keep it? Atlanta representation. They filmed the um. Oh. They filmed. Well, no, they filmed a lot of the stuff with um. Behind our old apartment, they they filmed all the uh, all the yeah. Lago stuff behind we, our old apartment. We moved in right after they were done. <laughs> we went to the dog park and they're like, "Yeah, we saw them filming stuff back there," and we're like, "Oh, cool." <laughs> Glad we uh, missed everything. Mm-hmm. And then the nasty film people threw chicken bones in the dog park. <laughs> it wasn't chicken bones; it was pork bones. Well, no, there was. Oh, there was chicken bones, bones too. Oh. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, um, is there any fashion Can we count in this movie? that as film experience that we lived in the back lot, basically? Basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there any fashion corner in this movie? Uh, no, Black everyone Wid- kind of stuck to their own outfits. Yeah, Black and... Widow's got good hair. Oh, yeah, she changed her hair in this one. Well, she, she had, like, the longer curly the... hair. Kind of wavy red hair. Well, didn't she have, like... Wait. She, had the, she has white hair in the new movie, right? Like the the blonde. blonde hair, yeah. In Infinity War, she has this blonde hair. This one seems different. This one, she has the it red hair. It was, like, hair. darker, right? Yeah, Here's but there's some... And I think this might be the difference in the unit directors. There were some shots where it looked like she just had brunette hair. And that made me sad. I don't know. Why? What's wrong with There's brunette? nothing wrong with brunette hair, but Black <laughs> Widow's a redhead! It makes sense that she goes blonde if she's a fugitive. But... <sighs> it's a lot. I don't know. This kind of makes me want to watch the first Avengers movie. Like... No. I'm not feeling that way. I know. But it would be interesting. These poor people listening to our podcast. What if they don't like the Avengers? What if they don't like the Avengers? Like most people. No one likes you. You're like the only person. (laughs) They keep making so much money, babe. Somehow. Thor wasn't in this movie. That's why it wasn't good. Yeah. Thor, neither was Hulk. Hulk was not in this movie either. Yeah, Thor and Hulk were in They were this taking movie. a nap. I don't know. Why weren't they, they there? Were, well, well they Thor, was, Thor was in Asgard. Chill, yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He'd also like. Um, let's see, he was. Uh, and then Hulk was on Sakaar. Where. The planet where they found him in Ragnarok. Oh, so this is like the same time. Same ish time. Same ish time, I would say. Like, this is after Hulk. That's Hulk. the other thing I don't like about these movies is it's hard to gauge time. God. Well, remember when they released Spider-Man Homecoming and they were like, S- eight years ago. And it was like, no, no, Avengers didn't take place eight years ago. This is not how these movies work. <sighs> I know Spider-Man Homecoming is all the way in the S's, but I can't wait to get there just so that we can talk about Michael Keaton in that movie. Could do H for Homecoming. No. That's not how it works. Ugh. We need to have more Michael Keaton movies. He's such a good actor. No, we don't need to buy any more movies. That's the whole point of this podcast. Yeah, that is the whole point of this podcast. Uh, 
Although I say I I don't think we bought more than like ten last year. If that probably not even. Well I bought Maybe the like witch, five. remember? Yeah, that's one. Oh, someone actually brought up the point Gabe on them's the facts brought <laughs> up the point. He was like, Where would where are we gonna watch the witch? Cause it could arguably be V, W, or T. <laughs> I think Ooh. our standard I think we has have been, to watch it with Gabe now. I think we have to watch it with V under V now. Yeah. I feel like that's part of it. Okay, do we wanna rate this movie? I guess. I give it a three because it was still better than like Iron Man two and three. Like I, it it was still better than some of the other movies in the canon, and it was a it. It didn't necessarily effectively convey the emotional journeys of most of the characters, like or rather, it did in some ways and it didn't. In, there's just something about this movie that doesn't work. And, like, that makes it not work as a whole. It kind of reminds me of when I was listening to uh, Jay-Z's Magna Carta Holy Grail. And I was like, yeah, this works as a collection of songs, but does it work as an album? You know? Which makes sense, because when you think about big comic book crossover events, you have, like, the main book, but then you have the story being told in a bunch of other books that are barely related, and it's just a giant piecemeal thing. Which is kind of what this movie was. Then you look at Infinity War, which had a story being told across multiple different spaces and locations and people, and it still worked cohesively, in my opinion. But I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Give it a three. Mm, 2.2. We're not even going to come up with a creative ranking. Yeah, no, I mean... It was a movie that we watched. <laughs> I think we there only have, you have it, folks. I think we only have one thing left in the seas, and I think that's Crazy Stupid Love, which we may have a guest episode coming on that one, so I'm guest going episode? to do my best to guest set that one up. After that, we'll be into the one movie that we have in the Ds, which is Death at a Funeral, which I'm very <laughs> excited for. I love that film. <sighs> do we have any e-movies? E-movies that, that like we haven't covered for the seas? Probably not. Let me see. E. Like elephant. I thought you meant electronic. Like electronic mail. <sighs> A genius, everyone. Library. No, we don't have any C's that we haven't covered yet. We do have one B that we haven't covered yet, technically, because of a digital, but we'll do it like in a... What is that? Oh. <laughs> no, I don't show up. Big Hero 6. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> there is another oh, B. Oh, we need to do that though. That could it's be cute. so cute. <sighs> All right. I think we're done. Um, we're part of the Pocket Podcast Network. Other shows on there include Them's the Facts and No Dice, Space Smart, Ghoul Tank. Lots of shows. Listen to them. Um, Simultaneous catch. Our intro music was by the. Um, Oregon Machines, it's their song Oil Waves off their first EP. You can find that on Bandcamp. Link is in our description. Um, the intro intro music was performed by Bethany Marie Watson. Oh, please don't put my whole name on the internet. It was, oh. I'll bleep that. Um, <laughs> the intro music was performed by Bethany. You don't have to acknowledge that anyone performed it. Yeah, no, she played a, she played a violin for us. You could just not acknowledge it. In case you didn't get the joke, it was a Shokin Farewell, which is the intro music used by Ken Burns in his documentary series, Civil War. 
Um, so... Which we will not be doing for the Cs. <laughs> oh, yeah. It would be great to watch, but it does get kind of slow, and it it's long. It's very long. Okay. Well, until next time, I'm John. I'm Bethany. See ya. Bye. Nobody looks at it that way but you We all saw him drowning But you were the one with the blood on your hands Saying I never saw the water Pocket Podcast Network Quality programming right to your pocket